Welcome back to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach GK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today, we're opening up our playbook to page 17. We're going to have a fun conversation about seeking out and hiring choreographers and consultants to come and work with your team. We know that this is a hot topic just based on Facebook groups, coaching groups, and constantly people reaching out and looking for choreographers. I mean, we've, we're in that same boat sometimes too. So it's kind of a fun topic to talk about our journey through that and what's worked and just some suggestions that we have along the way, or maybe some ideas to spark um, on your journey as far as finding choreographers for different needs. So we wanted to start with like the big scary one, specifically nationals. We know that finding the right choreographer for nationals can be a little intimidating and it's a big expenditure and there's a lot of emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And so finding the right person to work with your team does take some some extra work and some forethought and some you know steps to get ready for that. So I think one of the things that is a resource to coaches out there right now in this world are the choreography companies that are available. That's something that we have taken advantage of here at GCU several times over the past few years. And it's been a great experience. It's been a way to make connections with choreographers that we're now continuing on with for for another season because we've really enjoyed that experience. And so that's definitely one way to um, to look for like a starting spot, maybe necessarily for your um, for your options. And there's some some excellent resources out there as far as um, people who've done really well and have a lot of accolades to their names. And you know, there's a variety of options out there as well. It's not just one specific style or um, one specific brand to compete under. There's a lot of options. So really looking into those choreography companies is my my first big suggestion, um, a good launching spot at least. What's really nice about working with those companies is that they kind of, normally they do the research part for you. So while you already know that, you know, they're obviously highly achieved and experienced normally and have the trust of the company, of the company owners, they also, the company does, you know, they, they do the work on the back end of matching the style, you know, to the best of their ability based on performances, past performances, um, and, and maybe even games. Um, but they do some of that work on the back end of trying to find the best fit between the school that needs the correct choreography and, and the choreographers that they have. Um, so that part is really nice, um, working with the company of, of that sort. Right. And I think another thing that's really great about it is just you're getting kind of a a verified company to work with, which just I feel like is an extra layer for your university, for your school, for your high school as as to select a vendor. Um, You know, sometimes when the vendor is an individual, which most choreographers out there are just individuals, um, sometimes there's some extra steps as far as like tax forms and insurance forms. And that's just something to to consider, whereas when you're working with a choreography company, they do have all that already in place. And so it's a little bit smoother of a transition um, for, for for those administrative parts for this, for us as coaches um, to prepare for. I think something else is to really uh, reach out to other coaches and see what has worked for them. You know, that's if you are unfamiliar with your area or unfamiliar with a new category, or maybe you're a new coach, just starting that conversation. There might be 
somebody, it may not be a, chore- a choreographer that works for them anymore, but they loved them. And they're like, you know what, this might be a really good fit for your team right now. So really reach out to within those, um, you know, those Facebook groups within those coaching communities and ask for who has worked well with teams um, just to get kind of a referral in a way and see, um, and if they, and if that's not a good fit, maybe they know a choreographer that would be interested in working with a team. So a lot of it is just kind of getting noisy, being okay with not finding someone right away um, and just spending some time on it to end up with someone who's going to work with you, work with your team that you feel really comfortable and confident with moving forward. As the conversation is going, it's just sounding so much like recruiting to me. You hear GK <laughs> talking about fit and when we were I, we always end up talking about our notes beforehand mm-hmm. as we're going through right. our notes beforehand. Sometimes we were just saying, maybe we just need to record the note taking in the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things we were talking about was it's not, and this is what I think just echoes our, um, you know, how we how we approach recruiting is that it's, we're not just looking for the best choreographer. We're, we're looking for the best fit for right. our team. Um, and that's why the research portion is so important because, They might have all of the accolades and and so many high achievements and they may have worked really, really well with other teams or maybe had a great career themselves and dancing, but that, you know, they might, they might not work that way with your team. And, and really the only way to figure that out is to look at the work they've done if they have. um, And if they haven't um, kind of like GK said, referrals, um, you know, if there are common people, between, you know, depending on how you heard about them, word of mouth, or if you're able to talk to people about it, that's great. And if you're not, maybe you're going directly to them and starting to have some conversations, um, some preliminary conversations to kind of get a feel on, on, on who they are and what their style is, what their teaching style, their coaching style, their expectations, and just seeing how all of that matches up. Right. And those, those conversations are so helpful. It's, Um, you really are building a relationship with someone who you want to be as invested in your team as you are. And that, that is a little bit, I mean, and there are, there are choreographers that want to be that invested and there's some that that's not their vibe. And, you know, we've had experience, great experiences with both different styles of choreographers. Um, something that's really working well for us right now is finding people who, um, who their heart is to wanting to be connected from beginning to end for the process for us. So, and I, I think really as a coach, you got kind of have to decide what it is, what your expectations are too. So do you want someone to come in give you a piece of choreography and then you tweak it to make it what you want it to be um, where you're able to make changes? Or do you want someone to come in and be with you from beginning to end on you saying, you know, this is maybe an area I want you to look at again. Um, you know, that might be something they want to do and it might be something they don't want to do. So having really like clear, you know, clear as kind conversations from the beginning of expectations, both on your part and their part as, as to how they want to move forward as a choreographer working with a team. I think something else that we have learned over the past few years um, is being very clear with the choreographer on the culture of your team as well. And that's something I'd never really had thought about um, until it was evident to me, I'm like, oh, I think we would have, we would respond better if they knew that this is actually how, you know, we learn best. And this is how we, um, you know, like just kind of like how your practices run. If you're able to be very front forward with, um, who, who's allowed to speak, who's not allowed to speak, who do you, who do they want to hear from? Who do they not want to hear from? Who do you want them to hear from during the practice? Is it, or during the learning process? Do do you want to be the only one speaking to the choreographer and you want your dancers to just dance? Or do you want 
your captains or your seniors or, you know, however that works. Like for us, I, we have a choreography, we have a nationals captain and we have, you know, we want that conversation to roll between the leaders on the team and us and the choreographer. And I, I feel like that might be kind of a unique situation um, as compared to other teams. And so setting that up in place before they even work with the team um, or even, you know, before they get hired to work with the team is, is um, something I didn't, I didn't know that that wasn't, you know, normal at other places until, you know, having choreographers be like, oh, this is not normally what happens. I'm like, oh, well, this is actually what I need to have happen for us to function the way we function as a team. So being really clear with your, with your team culture um, and then as well as your goals, like what is, what's the end goal with this? Is it, you know, are you, are you out, are you wanting to win? Like, I mean, everyone wants to win, right? But like, what does that look like? What is your goal as a, as a coach? Is it a top 10? Is it a moving to a new division? Is it um, moving to a new category? Um, you know, is it just doing better than the year before? I mean, really being really clear on like goals as far as competition goes, nationals goes. Um, I think that's going to, that's just nice for the choreographer to know. It's nice for, you know, that relationship. Um, obviously like skills wise, you're having those, those conversations music wise. Those are just, that's stuff that's built in with having a choreographer, but I'm um, knowing like bigger picture at the end, what's going to look like a successful national season for you. Having that conversation early on, I think is just, you know, <laughs> just, we we want to win gold. Okay. Okay. Right. What else do you want though? You know, like kind of being, um, a little bit more clear with that was, is going to help them know what they are stepping into when they're moving forward. Um, as well as um, asking for what you need. So um, if you're, is it something that you would love for them to, yes, send work that they've done previously? Or do you want to maybe hire them to come in and do a masterclass with your team ahead of time to, to check out the vibe? I know that there's been several choreographers we've worked with that have been willing to do that. And that's been really nice to just kind of see if, if we click together before moving into kind of a bigger <laughs> a bigger, um, like both expenditure as well as time commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, there's other way, I mean, yes, a masterclass, there's other things too, right? Like choreography, ask him to choreograph for a game, for a pep rally, for, um, maybe your Madeline mentioned earlier, home routine. If you do a home routine for camp, that's a great time for them to come in and do like a little mini version of a nationals routine and see if that's a good, a good click before stepping into a huge nationals routine. Um, your midnight madness, you know, like whatever those other like pep rally type things that happen on campus. Those would be great times to make sense to hire somebody, but maybe not like a full nationals piece of choreography. I think it's important to note too that, you know, it doesn't have to always be like, I know just cost is an issue for, for some right. programs. And, you know, for that, just we would encourage you to look locally, you know, right. who, who, okay, so we can't bring in the, you know, the top choreographer from across the country you know, okay, so are there are there alumni um, who maybe are still involved in the dance industry or, or just have a passion and a heart for it and want to come in and work with your team, uh, looking at local studios, maybe other teams, if you're a high school team, looking at college teams in the area. And, you know, maybe it's maybe it's more of like the convention industry. Are there are there convention teachers or studio teachers that want to come in and, and work with your team? I think it's there are people out there that maybe are not, you know, quote unquote, dance team choreographers that still could come in and be, you know, fresh eyes and a fresh perspective and, 
if nothing else, like a fun challenge and, and another person coming in to support you and your team. Right. Just a, a really, I think the opportunity for building relationship, building community, making connections with people. Um, and then at, if it's not, doesn't end up working out as a choreographer, maybe they are maybe later a consultant for cleaning or, you know, just like one more person in your, your support staff essentially that can like support the journey of nationals without necessarily being the nationals choreographer. So, um, and I love Madeline's suggestion of high schools reaching out to colleges. I think as a former high school coach, you know, I was like, oh, I don't ever want to bother the colleges. But as a college coach, I'm like, why aren't the high school coaches bugging me more? Like, feel free to reach out. Like, if the answer is no, the answer is no. But they might have dancers that are looking to become um, choreographers that would love to start off um, with, you know, maybe a, a more local competition or coming in to do a master class and kind of building their resume. And then you might find yourself like a lifelong choreographer because you've built relationships from the beginning. So really don't count anybody out as being someone who's going to be a good fit for you. Like, like she said, like the top choreographer in the nation may not be the best fit for your team sure. for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, something else we want to talk about choreography wise is, um, and I, and I think this is a big deal for us because we do so much choreography in game. And I know that there's a lot of schools that do that too, but how to find choreographers or choreography for your games, for your pep rallies, for your school events, so that you are not the only one choreographing everything coach. Um, I think that that's something that young coaches and, and it's exciting. You want to choreograph maybe, and that's, that's something that's fun. Um, but to find some ways to find some support on having choreography to extend through the rest of the year and um, to keep it fresh. So we have a couple suggestions on stuff that works for us and has worked previously. Um, I know this is so silly, of course, go to camp. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so basic, I know. However, we go to camp with the intention of bringing the choreography home um, to use at games. So. Um, we select a camp. We select camps. Actually, that's the reason why we attend to college dance dance camps is because we want that much choreography to come home. Um, I know that sounds a little funky. I didn't. That wasn't my original idea. There was another team that um, was attending two camps a few years back. I was like, oh, you can go to two camps. I guess I'd never really had thought that through that like, yeah, why can't you get as much material as you can get? And so um, we kind of started out small in that way where I still took full team to one camp and then started by just taking my captains to a different brand and learning choreography to bring home. And then I was like, okay, maybe I can take a few more. And we just kind of worked it into our, um, our budget and the way we wanted to spend money because camp is <laughs> camp on whatever, on five dancers, six dancers is uh, so much less expensive than bringing in a whole choreographer for a routine. It just like financially, it made sense to use, um, use camp choreography. So going into camp, knowing that that's going to be the case, if it's not just camp, you're not leaving camp at camp, but you're bringing it home. Um, it's just a different vibe. It makes camp more important. I feel like it keeps people focused on the choreography a little bit more, maybe because they know they're going to come home and be responsible for still remembering it. And um, I don't know, it gives you the chance to do a couple things. Number one, um, deciding coach where your kids go if your if your camp splits up into different classes at the same time like really deciding okay i need i need a leader in each of these routines because these leaders are going to come back and be the one that i'm going to ask to be you know the front person for teaching the rest of the team maybe um 
It also gives you the chance to kind of experiment with some, maybe some new styles that you don't normally do at games. Um, there might be something cute. You're like, oh, we'll never use that. Well, you don't know that until you go and you learn it. Like, oh, the dance was actually cute. I'm glad we learned it. I'm glad we can bring that home. Um, and then really the thing I love about going to multiple camps too is like getting to see the style of other teams that you would never maybe get to go see and experience as well, building those relationships and then getting, you know, getting like, oh, okay, that was a cool move. I saw that, you know, I saw that in their home routine or, you know, you just kind of opens the door to having more choreography in your life. So really utilizing camp to your advantage. Uh, we we do that all year long. We do new dance at every single basketball game. And so having as much material as possible to bring home is important for us. And as far as in-game, other in-game stuff goes, we rely a lot on the leaders on our team mm -hmm. to do that as well. We just wrapped up our summer practice this week and, um, you know, GK buddied up the returners and who were just we're just fortunate to have really strong returners coming back and they get paired up and work on sidelines together you know two to four eight counts a piece and they demo and teach the team and then by the time we have all of our sets of returners we have a full set of sidelines to use um so i mean yes being strategic about that and encouraging them to lean on especially maybe veteran members when they're putting that stuff together obviously getting style approved. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there's a process to it. Um, and I think guiding them while giving them the freedom to be artistic and take on some, some leadership opportunities. I think it's just another great way for them to invest in the game day experience and feel heard and seen. And also for you to really, again, just, just right. not be doing, not be doing, doing everything. It all. Yeah. yeah. Not be doing it all when they're, they do a phenomenal job. I mean, they, they really, really do a phenomenal job. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, that comes, if you're, if you have alumni, I mean, have them come back, you know, you don't, they might be excited about coming back and being a choreographer for a game or for, for an event, like utilize that. I think that's something that, um, the more years you have experience, obviously you have a bigger alumni, but the alumni are still dancing. They're still young. They still maybe are within the dance community and have fresh ideas. And um, it's exciting for, I think, your current members to see like, oh my gosh, I want to be an alumni someday and come back and, and pour back into the team. So obviously there's a lot of way to use alumni in that way. And the choreography is definitely one of them. Um, and then we have talked about, you know, like using like student work. So yes, we learn these routines at camp. However, when we come back, it's not always just straight the way we, we learned it at camp um, by assigning it out to maybe having student leaders be in charge of choreography it gives them the opportunity to create staging specific to your your um, the size team you have performing out on the floor, uh, maybe changing something up, adding in a trick that they wanted to add in or, you know, kind of gives a little bit of autonomy to your student leaders to have something that maybe isn't 100 percent their choreography. However, it does get them a taste of the choreography process and making adjustments to choreography so that um, that they then can go on to be choreographers and alumni choreographers for you, as well as functioning choreographers in the community, too. Um, and I know we talked about using local artists, but really reaching out to the studios and that's just twofold, like building good relationships with your studios as well as your schools to um, build community for recruitment, but then also just connecting with local artists, cheaper to bring in somebody that can drive in than it is to fly in. Um, and there might be some really great 
um, choreographer out there that's not worked with a dance team before and this is their opportunity and then you've got like a you know a fresh new choreographer on the scene too so reaching out in those ways and and, and starting off being at a game or at a pep rally is is one way to start that process before moving into kind of the bigger bigger choreography so yeah i think we also kind of want to just touch on like other consultants as well so along with choreography is bringing in people to help clean choreography or um, kind of just audit what's going on out on the floor, a fresh set of eyes. And we just thought of a couple people that um, have helped us that we've used as consultants moving forward for both um, game day as well as nationals choreography. For example, we had somebody who she actually was a, well, we had a connection with one of our seniors on our team, a family connection actually. She's also a convention teacher and works in the Phoenix area and you know, came in and watched our nationals routine. We wanted to add some layers. We wanted to really just have somebody, I mean, we hadn't done maybe like a needs assessment. I mean, maybe that would be something that would be important to do before um, bringing somebody in maybe more formally. Um, however, we just kind of brought her in and we were like, hey, can you spend some time with us today and take a look at this? And, you know, we want to be as competitive as possible. Like, do you see any areas in here where we could, you know, add something in, or, you know, a level or a layer or a feature moment or whatever that looks like? And yeah, it just it's so great for them to, the, for the dancers just to see people, other people coming right. in to, to just support their process. Sometimes coaches can say something a million times and it comes from somebody new and it hits them differently. Right. So right. Um, that was just kind of one example that we used, um, that we used this choreographer this year. Um, also just speaking of like needing to have some extra support, um, we're not experts in everything as coaches, mm -hmm. right? And so maybe you are acro certified, but not all of us are. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. that there's not a whole bunch of us that are. And so um, brought in a friend this year specifically who is works at a local studio, um, is acro certified and, and worked with an athlete this year, specifically on a skill that we were looking for to put into a competition routine. And, um, you know, that was just one extra layer of support. It wasn't a huge deal. I know that there are also consultant companies out there or acro companies out there where you can hire them and bring them in to work with your, your team on full team skills. This was just something we did small scale and it supported what we needed in that moment. And it was definitely financially possible and still um, supported that athlete moving forward and, and then worked with someone within our own community, which was nice. And I think also we, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, reaching out to the people who know better than we do. We're, we talk about not being experts. I feel like we talk more about not being experts and being experts in things. <laughs> um, but I mean, the whole game day, we, we love game day. We talk about it all the time. And yet there's parts of game day that we are not experts at, you know, um, we are not experts at leading chance. That's not something that is part of our jobs in game. However, it is part of the game day nationals. Um, sequence. And so, you know, reaching out to, fortunately, we've got some excellent cheerleaders um, here on our campus. And so we're able to reach out and have them consult to help us out with coming up with coming up a chance and teaching us how to chant and what makes sense and coming in and like auditing our game day nationals and like tell us where, you know, more of that like cheer spirit, we could be using that. That's great. What a, what a great opportunity. However, if you don't have access to that, going to, a, you know, finding someone that works at a local gym or works with an all-star team or works um, with a different team that has expert or experience in that area to bring in to, to really be a consultant for, you know, maybe the vocal part. We were, our kids come in very studio-based. And so, you know, not a whole lot of 
track time, field time, chant time. And so having someone who is an expert on that has been really supportive on being better. And um, all that does is make us better in game as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we, we talk about moving towards or working on nationals, but really we're just looking to be a better game day team in general. And so having a louder voice come from the dance team in game is just supporting a bigger game day um, atmosphere for all of us. Yeah. Some other areas we were kind of brainstorming out you know, we, we were like, okay, so where would we want, we were, where would we want to bring in a consultant? Like where are some other areas where we would love some more support? Um, one of those areas was nutrition, um, which we do have a nutritionist meet with our team in the beginning of the year. But you know, if, if you're finding a need or if you're not, you know, just bringing somebody in who can maybe mid season would, would be even better. Just giving them a reminder of looking at what they're doing and, and teaching them how to fuel their bodies. Just kind of another area where, you know, we eat our vegetables, but like we don't, you know, and it will, it, it will hit them differently coming from somebody who is an expert in that area. And someone who's an expert in the area and can, t- can look at your practice schedule, your mm-hmm. performance schedule and, and lay that out. Like that's something that, you know, we, again, like this is how much water you need to be drinking. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and it, again, to have it come from somebody else's yes. mouth and that's only going to make your dancers, um, even better athletes. Uh, the same thing is true of, of mental performance coaching and, I know that that's kind of a booming industry or growing industry um, in that area, but bringing in that kind of support. Um, obviously, we're at a university, and so we've got a little bit more support accessible to us. However, I do know that there are consultants out there. I do know, the, know that there's companies out there who um, are accessible and are available to come in and work with your team on that aspect, which is invisible. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's important and it's invisible. And so, um, setting that in place to have a successful year, uh, strength coach. If that's something that you have a gym that you work with, or if you have access to a strength coach, that's just one more layer to make sure that you are making, um, you know, athletes out of, out of your dancers. Um, same thing, yoga. We worked with the yoga instructor this year and that was, that was huge for us. That's something, I mean, we kind of, something that we didn't even know we were going to get out of. It was just like that support on like breath support. Who even mm-hmm. knew, right? There's mm-hmm. things that just come out of um, things that we didn't know that we needed or could have used some love in. And it and it definitely supported our team. And so those are just, those are a few areas that we're like, you know, those are, those are consulting areas that we maybe don't have expertise in as coaches, but could definitely support dance coaches um, to have a successful year. Yeah. Thinking about our yoga instructor, there's, it's like magic when the person walks in and everybody, all the dancers like light up recognizing this person that they've now seen maybe even a few times that semester, a little bit really goes a long way. And and that's, if, if you get nothing else out of it, you, you know, having somebody else in your pocket and, and them having somebody else in their pocket, I, it's so worth it every time. Yeah. And I think something that um, when it comes to having a consultant, I mean, something that we really got out of the weird year and we talk about a lot, but like utilizing Zoom, utilizing FaceTime, um, if there's not someone local or your school is not near, is not accessible to some of these people, like utilizing the technology to get them in front of your athletes anyway and finding a way to make that happen. I think that that's um, such a resource and something that we should take advantage of. yeah, just use what we got right now, right? And that's one way to definitely uh, support your athletes is um, doing some research in those areas, getting creative and um, making it happen. Yeah, I feel like the first step in either one, it's like just looking really critically at your team, looking critically at your team and assessing maybe some different areas where 
you know, coach, like it's okay, you know, for, I guess maybe even before that, like getting honest with the fact that we're not made to do it all. Right. We're made to do what we do. And, and sometimes this, all the other stuff we're trying to do makes it so hard for us to be able to do what we do and do it as well as we can. So being able to kind of step back and take a look at the areas where you need support and, and, and kind of going from there. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, you know, there's companies, businesses that audit, you know, they bring in an auditor to like really check out what's working with their business and what's not. And like, what a great opportunity to, with another coach or with someone who has those eyes for it to bring them in and say, Hey, tell me what's working for what I've got going on here right now. You know, similar to, uh, you know, bringing someone in to like help clean your nationals. Well, where else in our, where else in our programs could we have someone come in and be like, Hey, like this is going well for you, but here's an area where there's a gap and you maybe you don't even see the gap anymore. And so, um, it's just kind of like a an eye-opening thing when we're talking about consultants. We're like, gosh, we could re- really use somebody to come in and be like, hey, this is going well, but like, have you thought about, you know, the following things and as being areas that you can continue to grow in? And so just kind of a thought out there. I mean, we would, we obviously were always looking for feedback ourselves on what that could be. And we also love to make ourselves available to other programs that would love, you know, some eyes. And we're just we're saying, hey, we're here. If anyone wants, if anyone wants us to take a peek at stuff, we're happy to do that too. Yeah, we're all learning. Let's, we can do it together. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Yeah. Good luck. Have a great summer. <laughs>